In this episode, I give you two quick ways to make even more profit in your Amazon business. Hello and welcome to the Private Labeler Show, where we are dedicated to helping you take your Amazon business to the next level. Now, here is your host, Nick Landowski. Hey, 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 what's up, everybody? Welcome to episode number 72 of the Private Labeler Show. That's 72. So no matter where in the world you are, uh, no matter where or how you're listening, I appreciate you tuning in today for another quick episode. I'll try to make this one real quick. Uh, Today we're talking about two different ways that you can make more money, more profit in your Amazon business. Some of them might seem a little bit kind of obvious, but uh, I think they're kind of overlooked. And these are based off of real-world actual experiences. As you guys like to know, I kind of just give you what I'm currently doing, what I'm thinking, um, strategies I'm working on, and kind of just you know feed that to you guys. And if you want to use it, cool. If not, whatever. So I'll dive into that in just a second. And um, real quick, guys iTunes reviews, I think we're at 43 right now, so I'm trying to hit 50. So if you're on the fence, you haven't had a, a time to, to do this, if you could just knock this out real quick, leave me a quick review on iTunes, and that would be super awesome of you to do that. And uh, I will thank you later. So I, I enjoy reading all those reviews. Again, we're at 43. We'd love to get to 50, so seven more. So hopefully within the next few weeks, we'll get at that 50 mark, and uh, we'll go from there. So thanks in advance, and uh, thank you to everybody that also left reviews. You are awesome. And um, something I wanted to mention real quick, everybody, uh, before I jump into the actual, uh, I guess, content, if you will, um, I posted something in our Facebook group at privatelabelershow.com forward slash FB, get joined up if you're not already a member. And it had to do with Amazon and category changes. So maybe you have noticed this, maybe you haven't. I've seen a few people kind of comment this on this in the, uh, on the interwebs, but um Amazon is slowly but surely changing or streamlining the categories for all ASINs, all products. Um, what I mean by that is if like, you go on an actual sales page and you notice the bestseller rankings like about halfway down if you're on a desktop or laptop, um, Amazon typically will rank a ASIN in like two categories, like the BSRs, things like that. Some of the older products are ranked in like up to a three categories. Um, you may notice that some or if not all of your products at this point have just streamlined down to one category for BSR ranking, okay? So if you notice that, don't freak out. I actually had a conversation with somebody, a very knowledgeable guy at Amazon recently, and because this was happening to like a whole bunch of my products all at once where they were just dropping down to one category and it was, it was kind of pissing me off. So what I did was I, I, I had a conversation with you know an actual knowledgeable person on Amazon. I know that's kind of rare, <laughs> but uh, he informed me. He said that they've been working on this for quite a while, but slowly but surely, all products will be down to just one showing category, one category on the actual sales page, the live sales page. Um, he tried to explain why they were doing it, and it was pretty complicated, but um, he just said that it'll eventually be on all products. Don't know when, but they've been doing this for quite a while. And a quick little tip there, if you notice that all of a sudden your category is kind of changing without you doing so, because this happens quite a bit, um, he did say that Amazon actually has data to kind of push that product into the best optimal category. So if you want it to go into category A and it keeps kind of flipping into category B and you keep flipping it back and then you kind of go into that tug of war uh, with the category, um, 
it's just because Amazon has data that says that it'll be better in a uh, in that category that they want to put it in, according to him, that it gets more views, more eyeballs, more searches, or whatever, and that's what they're kind of going to kind of go with. So uh, I just thought I would throw that out there to you, uh, just so you guys know. And just so you know, um, uh, categories matter a lot, and obviously um, a lot of sellers kind of put their products in the category that all the competition is putting them into. And that might not necessarily be the correct category for you. So you might want to think outside the box if there's another category out there that would potentially work that might be a better fit that you just haven't really realized yet. It can make all the difference. Um, But again, you might not even really have a choice. It it sounds like according to this guy, it seems like a lot of it's just going to be automatically done almost to a certain point going forward. But um, if you can control it, try to get yours in the optimal category. Again, it's not always the category that everybody else is choosing. And I can tell you with certainty that categories matter a ton for sales, regardless of what anybody says. I know everybody talks keywords and all that stuff because that's where the majority of your customers are going to find your product through the search bar. But don't forget about those people shopping through categories. And um, I've had massive success finding different or optimal categories that I can put my product into. And hopefully they obviously stay going forward in these categories. Some do, some don't, it seems like now. But um, I've noticed just big spikes just by changing categories to uh, categories that actually get more eyeballs, more views, things like that. Now, again, some categories or some products, there might only be one category for it, and that's totally fine. But for if you're selling a product where maybe there's two, three, maybe four different categories that could potentially make sense, don't be afraid to uh, adjust those around accordingly. So... That was kind of long-winded, but something I thought I would mention, okay? So hopefully that was helpful for you guys. All right, so let's just jump right in it, guys. So two different things that I am doing or have looked at or adjusted within my business to allow me to walk away with more profit at the end of the day. So that's kind of why we're all doing this. Uh, we're not doing this necessarily for revenue or for sales or all that good stuff. We're doing it for profit, right? And any little things that you can do to tweak in your business that allow you to keep more of your money, make a little bit of extra profit, you know, that's that's important stuff. So um, the past few weeks, I was kind of looking at my business in certain respects and, you know, in different angles and going, you know, what are a few different things that I could do a little bit differently to allow me to keep more of my own money or, you know, streamline things, optimize, whatever. And I'm just going to give you two quick ones, okay? And some of these might seem a little obvious, okay, like duh, but um, I'm bringing these up for a reason that, you know, I've been selling on Amazon for a while now in, in different capacities, and sometimes you just get caught up in, in to the grind, the day after day, that you kind of lose sight on the easy different th- the easy things that you should be doing anyways. And I've kind of just come full circle with that recently and said, okay, I need to actually hit the 101 here and get base, get back to the basics and make sure I'm doing these things. So the first idea or the first strategy or the thing that I'm doing different is that I'm making sure that on all future shipments, I have quite a few of them going on usually every month, um, I'm making sure that I'm getting multiple shipping quotes from multiple freight forwarders going forward, Okay. And I kind of became romantic, if you will, or just falling for one particular freight forwarder time and time again and almost just solely relied on them the vast majority of the times to get all my stuff shipped and developed a great relationship with this freight forwarder. And, you know, life was easy. Life was good. It's great dealing with them. 
But I started to realize, I'm like, yeah, I might be potentially be paying, you know, a little bit too much money. Okay. So what I decided to do is I said, I'm going to draw a line in the sand and I'm going to make sure that again, every shipment I get at least three to four different quotes from other freight forwarders or shippers that I've never dealt with before or whatever. And, um, just so I kind of know where I'm at, just so I know, um, who's charging what and things like that. And uh, when I started doing that, I, I realized, you know, this is something I should have been doing from day one anyways. But again, we kind of just fall into those relationships that we build with, you know, the suppliers or the, the shippers or whatever, freight forwarders. And you kind of just go, okay, that's easy dealing with this person. Forget everybody else. And what happened was the freight forwarder that I had been working with was starting to kind of charge me a little bit too much money, at least in my mind. That's what I thought. And lo and behold, as I started to reach out to different freight forwarders, you know, I realized it's like, man, I could save myself an extra maybe $50, $150, or maybe even more by working with a few other different freight forwarders or getting different quotes just based on what I was seeing. So I kind of looked at that and like the frequency of how many shipments I was doing, I was like, wow, I, you know, I, could really, I could really stand to save a few extra bucks just by making sure I'm shopping around, okay? So um, make sure, I guess the, the more of the story, the lesson for me and for maybe for you is make sure you commit to getting all those different quotes and at the same time, um, you know, looking at other options is like not just using Air Express, but also looking at air cargo or sea shipment when it makes sense. So a lot of times I would just fall into the Air Express trap of like, I need stuff fast or whatever. And I thought, you know, geez, I should really look into um, kind of being better with, with sea shipments or even air cargo or whatever. Again, those little other things can, can save you a lot of money. But obviously, when you need stuff shipped fast, sometimes you don't have a choice and you got to do what you got to do. So tightening up my shipping, I guess, would be the bottom line there. And um, what actually kind of happened, just real quick, um, the the go-to freight forwarder that I usually always worked with um, bid it out a job or like a, a quote for me on a, on a particular shipment that I needed. It was kind of a larger shipment. And um, I didn't end up going with, with them. I went with a different uh, freight forwarder and um, a new one actually. And um, the original freight forwarder shot me an email back going, hey, are we, are we doing this, this shipment? You know, like it's pretty much an automatic whenever I quote it out for them, I always, always go through them. And I explained, no, I actually found a different shipper this time. And um, lo and behold, like, what was it, a day later, uh, their quote, they requoted it for a lot less money. And I was like, oh, okay, I see how this is working. This is just duh. Like <laughs> it's just, it's competition at this point. So um, it really kind of was just an eye opener going, God, this is stuff I should have been doing from day one. But again, you just fall into the trap of, I got a billion different things going on and you let these little things slip. Okay. So no matter if you're just starting out or you're an established seller, like I am, um, make sure you get those multiple quotes, have multiple shippers that you can work with and just look to optimize your shipping expenses, okay? Because um, you'd be surprised on how much money you can save over the long haul. So hopefully that was helpful for you guys. And the second one, guys, this is, uh, this is kind of cool. So kind of the same idea, but when you work with your suppliers, making sure that you're getting the best deals from your existing suppliers. And obviously you can do that through numerous different ways, through negotiations, through all that good stuff. But here's kind of what happened to me. I'll tell you a quick story. Um, it, it came down to, uh, I, I had a supplier that I, was, that I was working with pretty much for like a long time, for like almost two years at this point. And um, I, you know, would constantly ask them over time, like, Hey, can we get a little bit better deal? So on and so forth. And slowly the prices kind of would gradually come down. Okay. As you do business and as you build that relationship and trust. But 
uh, what ended up happening is that I just I never really looked elsewhere for these particular products that I was getting made from this supplier, and which is a big no-no. Like you should always kind of be looking and expanding, like you know what other suppliers are out there and and checking their prices as well. But what ended up happening was um, I got a message from um, a supplier. Actually, a lot of messages from a supplier that I. Um, that I didn't know, that I really didn't have a a rapport with or anything like that. And I finally just got sick and tired of them sending me emails like every few weeks um, asking for for my business that I actually just followed up on it. And um, the guy said, hey, you know, we notice that you're getting XYZ products made. We don't know from who, but we can also make that same exact product exactly like you have it. And there's a good chance that we'll do it for a lot less than what you're currently paying. And I was kind of like, huh, okay, this is interesting. And I explained to them that, hey, I like the relationship that I have with my current supplier. They're great. They treat me right. And um, But what I'll do is I'll do maybe a test order for a similar product that I, don't, that I was thinking about making or whatever that you guys make and my other supplier makes or can make. And um, if everything goes great with that, and you know I'm happy, then maybe we'll look at doing some business and things like that. So what ended up happening was um, the new supplier on the block, they said no problem, they, they gave me some quotes, and it was like, holy crap, it was like 75 cents less per unit. And I'm like, wow, like the supplier I've been dealing with, you know, they're, they're an established supplier, they, they've been in business for almost well, 15 years, um, you know, they can kind of get away with charging these these higher rates, I believe. You know, they have really great service. But I was like, wow, 75 cents per unit is a lot. That's a big gap for for uh, for what I was paying. And I was just kind of like, I wasn't mad about it. But at the same time, I was like, oh, maybe this new supplier has horrible service or the, the product quality is going to suck or whatever. I'm like, you know what, I'll test this out. So I ended up placing it in order and, again, paying a lot less. So um, what ended up happening was I launched the product on Amazon. And like a week later... I get a message from the ex- the existing supplier, the established supplier that I pretty much get a lot of my stuff through, and she says, "Hey, um, you know, we see or I see that you guys are now selling something else on Amazon that that we should be making for you, but you're apparently getting it from somebody else. What's going on with that?" And it was kind of like, you know, she was a little bit upset or like felt it was almost like, "Hey, I caught you cheating on us." Like this is stuff that you're supposed to get through us, and because uh, we have a relationship and a rapport and all that stuff. So what I kind of told her, I said, "Look, you know, <laughs> um, I just wanted to try, a, you know, another um, supplier's quality out, and it turns out that they're charging me a lot less than you guys are." So what ended up happening was, um, you know, that changed their tune real quick. So when I went to go place another order uh, through my main supplier they came down dramatically on a lot of the pricing, okay? Because, you know, I wasn't just asking for a discount or whatever or telling them, oh, I'll go to another factory supplier. Like, I did go to another supplier, and they seen that, and they called me out on it, and they were, I I don't know if they were upset or whatever, but they obviously don't want to lose me or didn't want to lose my business, so they were willing to come down dramatically, almost without me really even asking on the pricing. So again, they didn't want to lose me because they probably knew that, yeah, there's other suppliers out there that can make the same darn crap that they're making. So um, they all know that. So 
Uh, again, um, I've been stuck on this particular main supplier for the longest time. And what it kind of told me is, well, for all these other products that I'm getting through other suppliers as well, that's something I definitely need to do. Um, start shopping around to have not just have uh, you know suppliers as a backup because I do think that's important. But again, I can kind of use that strategy then to make them compete against each other and um, see that I have options or that you know you have options out there that they're not the only person that makes product A or the widget that you're making. And if they see that you're getting stuff made from somebody else and, uh, you know, because they're probably checking your Amazon pages and things like that, um, it obviously has a huge effect. So what you can do, obviously, is just make sure when you're first starting out or you're first looking at new products and new suppliers, obviously you're getting, you know, multiple quotes through multiple suppliers. But just because you settle on a specific supplier does not mean that you can't shop around after that fact. So don't get too comfortable. Uh, you know, that's really kind of the bottom line. Don't get too comfortable with the supplier. Always have a backup, but always know price-wise, like what somebody else is willing to charge you. And it's not necessarily about the best, best price all the time. Um, maybe that lower price equals crappier service. So you kind of have to test that out. So typically the established suppliers on uh, Alibaba might be charging a little bit more because they've been in business a long time. They treat you well and they can. And what I kind of figured was, you know, this new supplier I was working with, you know, they were pretty, they were brand new, I think not even two years of service on at least Alibaba. And, um, you know, they're, they're trying to hustle to get, get customers, get clients, if you will. Okay. So they're, they're hustling harder. They probably have to have lower prices to attract. And then maybe as time goes on, if they stay in business, you know, they'll, they'll raise their prices and things like that. So thought that was kind of interesting, but again, not groundbreaking, but if you're established seller, and uh, you have, you know, whether one product or 10 or 20 for private labeling or whatever it is that you're doing, uh, don't just settle on that one specific supplier. Always just shop around, always see what other kind of prices you can get and um, kind of uh, pit, the, pit the suppliers against each other a little bit to help you um, negotiate lower pricing, okay? So 75 cents a unit difference was my difference, okay? Maybe yours would be 50 cents a dollar, I don't know depends upon what you're doing. But think about that. If I order thousands and thousands of units over the span of a year, like how much extra savings is that? That's hundreds, if not thousands of dollars potentially that I could be saving just by, uh, you know, kind of peeking around looking what else is out there on the market as far as suppliers. So you have to weigh it. If you love your relationship with a specific supplier like I do, you want to stay with them. Great. Um, obviously you can try to leverage a little bit to get that lower pricing, but you'll just kind of have to to weigh it. So hopefully that makes sense, guys. Just two kind of quick strategies or just ideas there. Again, nothing earth shattering or groundbreaking, but um, if you've been selling on Amazon long enough, you, you get kind of tunnel vision on all these different things that you got to do in your business that you forget about the basics like this. And um, these are things I'm, I'm definitely going to start really taking seriously to try to make sure I maximize every single dollar in my business and take more money home for uh, for me in, in my bank account, okay? So that's what we should all be trying to do. Again, it's not all about revenue and sales. Like really, it's just about finding a way to run an efficient business that maximizes every aspect of it. And these are just two ways. So shipping and suppliers. Um, if you guys got anything else you'd like to add, any other ways that you are working to make things more efficient in your business, please leave a comment on this episode here or Probably in the Facebook group might be a good idea. So privatelabelershow.com forward slash FB. Get joined up in that. Love to have you there. Let me know your thoughts. What are you doing? What's working for you? And again, if you're listening to this and you try to enter the group and you do not 
typically if you don't have a profile picture or you just started your Facebook uh, uh, account um, and you try to join, I'm probably not going to let you in. I generally want real actual people. I know that's kind of crazy. So try to keep some of the spammers out. So make sure you guys got an established account to get joined up. So that about does it, guys. Hopefully this was just a little bit helpful for you. And I will talk to you in the next episode. Bye.